Hello, Hoopjack fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoopjack podcast series. I am your host, Chris Farmerstead, and with me today is a good friend. He was on the show a while back, and, you know, I love his basketball analytics and his basketball savvy. Uh, it's my man, Connor Summers. Connor, it's good to have you back on the show. Chris, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thankful to be back here. You know, it was a brief hiatus there, but super excited to be back on. And um, last time I was on, I think we were right in the heat of the playoffs of last year so it has right. been, a li- been a little while but this new season is upon us i'm super thrilled and uh with college and nba so let's uh let's get let's get into the action right i can't agree i can't get any agree with that so we're gonna get right into it so the nba right now hot in the season so we're about you know more than 10 10- what do you what are you seeing right now who has the hot start that you feel is going to maintain yeah. throughout the rest of the year 100% man it's not about how you come out of the gates it's about how you maintain how you finish how you can sustain uh excellence and I'm looking at a couple teams right now in the western conference I'm looking at first and foremost you have to give credit to the Golden State Warriors for what they're doing and I'm, and I'm not just saying that because they have the best record, but I was listening to a little interview from Draymond Green the other day, and he's uh, he's not my favorite guy by any means, but you know he's a junkyard dog out there, and he was talking about how they're not even with uh, with Clay or James Wiseman yet. Those those are two excellent players. Wiseman obviously going to be huge in the paint, and Clay is Clay. The guy's just a bucket getter, so. I don't know. The, the team's thirteen and two, and Curry looks fabulous, and just getting everybody involved. And so I, I see that as a team that's going to continue to play very well, and could could very well hold that number one spot. I would be surprised, uh, even with how tough the Western Conference is. Um, and then uh, I really like looking back into last season as well. I know they're not quite um at at that level yet but the the memphis grizzlies just as a as a younger team um they just had a very good win against the clippers um i'm i'm big on john moran obviously just super explosive player good defenders and dylan brooks and jaron jackson um like i said young team exciting to watch uh kind of average so far but as the season goes on I think that's a team that's going to continue to to progress continue to to get better and I like that team moving forward um if we go to the Eastern Conference obviously the Miami Heat have uh have really impressed thus far uh they got guys uh that you know Tyler Hurro's playing playing fantastic um Jimmy Jimmy Buckets I uh, saw he had about, thir- I think he had 32 the other night. Um, and I think they're they're obviously playing great basketball, top of the East. Um, I, w- I don't really want to make a call on who's uh, who's going to be able to be there at the end. But, you know, looking just from the eye test right now, I like, you know, those three teams stick out to me. So. so, yeah, I can agree with you on the fact that the Warriors have one of the greatest starts right now in – that's not including, you know, the year that they had the 73-win season. Yeah. But they, they're on a great start. Um, and I just read something with Steph Curry against the Nets. He had nine threes that night. And he had it was four for four to start the game. He had nine threes to finish that game. And at the rate that he's going at now, and it says he's on track to, to knock down more than 453s for this season which will shatter his previously owned record of 402. Now, not only if he shatters it, I don't I don't doubt that he he could win an MVP right near, but we're but before the season, what were your thoughts on the fact that Steph Curry was not even top 3 in discussion for an MVP kind of an MVP kind of status? Yes, uh, exactly what you're saying. I think it goes back to kind of when people were obviously highlighting Golden State had those peak years where they were by far the best team in the NBA. They were dominating, you know, everyone. 
winning championships, making it look easy, just supreme elite shooting. And that was largely Steph and, you know, Clay. And uh, just even uh, guys, guys would step up for them, like Iguodala, obviously, and uh, just really make plays. But Curry, to me, he's a, obviously he's a, he's a small guy, he's a guard. Uh, so I think sometimes people will underestimate his ability as far as to make plays, attacking the rack. Uh, they don't see him as that type of guy, but because but I think, but I think people forget that he was one of the one of the first unanimous MVPs. I think people forget that year, 100%. that it was that seventy three win year. Like he doesn't have to drive; he mm-hmm. can create space and shoot. And he's also one who doesn't. He's not a he's not a draw the foul kind of guy. Like you see a Harden, or you see a Westbrook. They're, those are guys that will try to draw the foul. I agree. Whereas Curry, who who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Curry's he's a he's just the purest shooter in the game, probably the purest shooter of all time. And and like you said, he can create space for himself without even driving to the hoop. He can dribble around you. He's got a great step back, go both ways. His handle is very tight. You know, so I did think it was a bit disrespectful to to have that him not even you know really in discussion as a as a favorite and now he's come out and just proven everybody wrong he got the obviously one of the greatest free throw shooters as well i think he's at almost 96 percent averaging close to 30 points a game and and just being the leader of that warriors team and and really carrying them right now to a to a 13 and 2 record so and i agree with that and i also agree with uh your take on miami miami's strong right now even though it's a kind of still a tough eastern conference because you look at the top six right now they're all above 900 um miami brooklyn doing good things tied right now um but what's surprising to me is the the champions from last year the milwaukee bucks sitting at seven and eight and also a team that was projected to you know have a shot at the title the lakers at eight and eight should lakers and bucks fans be worried or not worried but thinking you know we might need to we should have thought about getting ready for the future versus worrying about the present that's a that's a great question i'll start with the los angeles lakers obviously you know a huge um basketball pro uh, just city and and storage franchise and I didn't really like what they did as far, as far as picking up guys kind of past their prime great great names and amazing players with Westbrook and and Carmelo but I was watching a, a highlight I think of Westbrook the other day trying to dribble the ball off the off the floor he couldn't get it up he took a fade away barely touched iron and that's the type of type of losing basketball that is just not going to see them progress. So uh, it's really going to come down to AD stepping up. He's not playing, I think, as, as a dominant force as he should be and can be. I've watched Anthony Davis play before where he's just untouchable and he, he's taken over the game. He's the best player on the floor. Even if LeBron's out there, he you know he's the guy. He, he, he has the potential. He has the ceiling to really carry that team. So right now it's going to come to come down to those guys stepping up and, and just playing better team basketball. I, I, uh, I think Westbrook and Carmelo too, are both kind of isolation guys at times. So that can slow your offense down. It can get you out of rhythm. So they're going to have to really work, work together and figure that out as the season goes on. But you know, you can never be too concerned if you're only 15 games in the season. And then, like you said, the Milwaukee Bucks as well. I think they're in a bet. I, I like their team a little bit better just because they, obviously they're coming off the championship. They have that confidence. They know they're capable of, of playing great basketball. Uh, they just actually beat the Lakers. And, uh, yeah, Giannis can, can go for 50, which is crazy. You know, he's just that talented. The guys like Holidays are, are glue guys. And then even my boy Pat Connaughton. And come off the bench and give you that spark rebounding and hitting the three ball so and, and I do like the addition to Grayson Allen as well he's a good shooter 
So, yeah, I'm not too worried about either team, I'd say. Uh, both can turn it on. Both are about 500 right now. So, like you said, it's gonna, it's really going to come down to those teams meshing as the season continues because they have the ability, but right now not playing the type of basketball that's going to get you to the postseason. Right, and it's – and like you said, it's early, but it's – time will tell whether, you know – both teams capitalize on the situation they're both in playoff contention they're in you know the play-in tournament or the top six but it's still you know and we have teams who are from last season struggling to getting better now some of the surprise teams that i've seen this season include the bulls with their outstanding off season yeah. sitting at three in the east the hornets sitting at five doing well and then you even have Dallas sitting at number four in the West. Mm-hmm. And like you had talked about, Memphis is sitting at seven. But they, like you said, they're a young team. They're moving up. Can you see this young group make a statement in the playoffs with teams who have older or non-chemistry-like teams such as the Nets and the Lakers right now? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, that kind of reminds me of like thinking back to when you had that Thunder team with the young guns of Durant, Harden, and Westbrook kind of come in and make they, they kind of shook up the the NBA world there. But uh, the obviously the Miami Heat proved to be a little too strong and had guys who had been in the postseason consecutively, and it it really is about belief when you get to that moment when you when you get there because all these guys you know the margins are so small between between the the teams and the talent level overall um i always like to see you know new new faces and and uh different scenarios in the playoffs so i'm always i'm a, me personally i'm always rooting for teams like memphis for a team like chicago that now we're seeing kind of get their uh get their team playing playing great uh, basketball uh, that you typically don't see in the postseason, you know, minus those D. Rose years. Um, so I, I do think they have a very good chance of, like I said, they're go- I think they're going to be in the playoffs. And then when they get there, they had the experience from last season, which is, which is good playing in the, they were in the, uh, they played in like the bubble playoff or whatnot. And, uh, yeah, they, they they made the playoffs, I believe, right? The Grizzlies last year. Yeah, they were yeah. one of the lower. Yeah, teams. they were a lower seed, so obviously playing, a, they had a tough first round, and I think they lost. They lost that, but just looking at their roster, I I like I said, I really like their team, their depth. And I like St- Stephen Adams is always one of my guys. That guy, he's a man out there. So I really do think this year we could see some some teams that you typically wouldn't expect to be in the playoffs or to make a run do so. So I, uh, I would count on that this year. So like, like you had said, it's still early. So we have time to see what's going on in the NBA. I'm excited to see some of like a team like the bulls or even the Hornets to make a statement. He's even, you know, seeing teams come back from, you know, where they're at now to grow and improve um so moving along from there we have we go from nba to college hoops where i'm glad we are talking college hoops like you recently like you were a graduate of notre dame so you know the hype of watching the fighting irish play you know all those home games exactly so what is your so with the rankings right now um we have gonzaga number one ucla two kansas three Michigan 4, Villanova 5, Purdue 6, Duke at 7, Texas at 8, Baylor 9, and Illinois at 10. What are you excited for to see? Which team are you excited to see this season? Yeah. Um, definitely named some some high-level programs there. Carry, carrying over from last year, the Zags, like you said, and then some perennial powers like Duke, Kansas, um, I will say I I got to watch a little of the Blue Devils when they were playing that that uh, that tournament that they have with kind of like the Big Four programs with them, Michigan State, Kansas, and 
they were playing Kentucky. I watched that game a little bit against Kentucky. And I think that dude, Paolo Banchero, is, he's the guy. I think he could be the best player in all of college basketball this year. Just his build along with his skill set already. He, he's built like an NBA player. He could be in the league right now, I have no doubts. Um, and he's just a mismatch for anyone that's trying to guard him. Uh, you got Kentucky with, you know, great, great recruits, great athletes, and he still just tore them up and he made it look easy. So that's a team that I'm very excited to watch being in the ACC. I, I'll get to watch them maybe uh, tune up the Irish, hopefully not, but it's it's looking like a team that's hard to stop at the moment. And so what would so what would it mean to and you're kind of a big on the ACC. What would it mean to kind of fans if Coach K right off into the sunset, his last his last run, he wins it all. How would that leave a mark on, you know, what the next the next head coach would have to have for Duke? Mm-hmm. 100%, man. Yeah, I, I uh, had to remind myself this was Coach Krzyzewski's uh, curtain call this year. Um, what a what a career he's had, uh, not only for Duke, but he he runs the uh, the USA team as well. Mm-hmm. So he's been around the the summit of, of basketball with what he's done. Um, never a guy I particularly loved, I guess, because I, I have no affiliation with the Duke Blue Devils, and they're a team that. Like I said, they're an ACC team, so Notre Dame plays them, so I would always root against them there. But definitely a guy I respect mightily. Uh, mm-hmm. To have to have that success, to have that consistency, to be able to, like I said, recruit guys, and, and oftentimes you're getting one and dones. So to be able to coach a team with only one year, one year of the guys playing together for for the mo- for a lot of those guys. It's, it's very, very, it's a high level of difficulty. So you have to take that into account when he's uh, achieving all this these accolades is the fact that a lot of times these teams aren't playing so much together. You, you're getting guys like, you think about Kyrie Irving who barely played any at Duke. Um, it, it's, it's like that for a lot of these guys. So what he's doing is just extremely impressive. And then the guys he has developed, like I think in the past of, guys like John Shire, you know, shooter, you know, a shooter that just stayed for four years and was a glue guy and he just got better every year. That, that's the kind of guy that Coach K, you know, played a huge role in his progress. And I would, uh, you know, if he, if he goes out into the sunset, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it just because he's, I'd say he's, he'd earn it. You know, he, he's, he's been the guy and it's going to be very tough, but it's definitely, it would definitely be good for college basketball. I wouldn't say it would be bad because he's such a prominent figure. Right. But I, yeah, I, I, I won't root for him, but if he does, all credit, all respect to him. And I understand about that. And we have some big games going on this weekend. Uh, some of the highlight games that I've noticed is actually tomorrow we have number five Villanova taking on ten, number 17 Tennessee at the Cheez-It Hall of Fame tip-off as well as Number six Purdue taking on number eighteen North Carolina, both three and zero at four p.m. Also a part of the Cheez It Hall of Fame tip off. Uh, for the first one, we'll do Villanova and Tennessee. Who in that game looks uh, dominant, or even you know, could Villanova still stay atop of you know college basketball? Because a lot of times you hear Villanova later in the season; they're very quiet. They're yeah. not a high profile. And then Tennessee, you know, the Vols, you know, they're a big basketball program. Uh, currently on the men's side, you know, top 25 haven't been, you don't really hear them in the top 25 recently because, you know, ACC, well, SEC basketball has been dominated by, you know, Kentucky and um, some of the other, other yeah, schools in that conference. Yeah. Um, so who looks more game especially in early season test in the top 25 definitely man yeah those are two tasty matchups and uh, i will 
definitely be sitting on my couch or at a bar watching those games. Uh, I'll start with the, the Villanova Wildcats. Uh, storied program. Great coach there, Jay Wright. Uh, I'm looking at their their start their their leading scorer right now, Justin Moore, the number five, the guard that they have. He's been absolutely lighting it up, shooting at a clip of 51.2% right now. And then you have the the Wiley veteran, Colin Gillespie in the backcourt as well. Getting him back is just going to – they're going to be able to – he's going to be able to facilitate that offense. Um, and when they're clicking, you know, they're a well-rounded team. They always play team basketball, those Jay Wright teams. Um, no, you know, no selfish ball, so – that's a that's the type of program you can always rely on to put out a pretty consistent effort, and that's why they're a top ten team perennially almost these days. So, and then Tennessee, like you said, they're they're an SEC SEC team that's been on the rise as of late. I remember they they've had just huge athletes down there in the in the in the recent years that they've gotten better. Guys like Admiral Schofield, guys you know, built like a boulder. Um, but, but this year I, I have, like I said, I haven't watched their team as much. Um, it looks like they have some talent with this guy, Kennedy Chandler, who leads the team in assists and scoring. Um, so I'd look, that would, that'd be the guy I'd keep an eye on in that matchup, but I would favor the Wildcats to win that one. Um, I know they are the favorite. But uh, it should be an exciting game. But I've got Villanova. And Villanova is the two and a half point favorite. So I think it will come down to, you know, it'll come down to the late, late game. Yes. Uh, I would like to see an upset, you know, Tennessee, the Vols pulling off that win. And mm-hmm. it'll be a good early season morale victory for them to kind of make their way up to the top 10. No but doubt. who knows what could happen. And then next up, we have, you know, the Boilermakers versus the Tar Heels, a good 3-0 matchup. Number six, Purdue. Number 18, North Carolina. I see top scores for both teams. Zach Eady, the center out of Purdue, 18.7 points per game. He's he's also he's averaging a double-double right now in the early part of the season with 18.5 points and 10 rebounds a game. He's huh. doing everything he can for that team. And then top score you have for the Tar Heels, Caleb Love pulling pulling in 19 points per game, and Armando Bacot, the forward, with not, about nine rebounds per game. So I think this will be an interesting matchup to see if can the Boilermakers, their top man, uh, keep pulling in double doubles and give Purdue that edge over UNC, or does UNC work its way around with shooting because? This could be a really interesting matchup, what we see later on and what could happen. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like you said, Purdue Purdue's a team that always has those trees playing center and, and uh, power forward for them. They've always the uh, I believe if Matt I think if Matt Painter's still there, he always recruits those those bigger guys to control the paint. Which also helps, you know, offensive rebounding, being able to kick it out, and you catch a three ball, which it just completely changes the game. So, the funny thing about Purdue too is they have a guy that's a South Bend product. I actually saw him in the gym a lot because his uh, his mother is the head coach in Notre Dame's women's team right now, and that's Jaden Ivy, and he's really developed as a playmaker, a guy who can score the basketball. And really facilitate that offense as their uh, as their point guard. So that's a that's a team that definitely has the ability to go far in the Big Ten and go far in the dance. And then you're looking at that North Carolina program, like like uh, just like Purdue, they always have some bigger guys. They they got your your boy Big Cot. Uh, he's a local product, I believe, from Virginia, and he's he's been a, a dominant force down there. And then they got the guard, the guard play, and they they even have this guy Leaky Black, who I've always thought has the potential to be a big time player. He's a lanky guard, a bit taller, but recruiting has never been a lack for either of these programs. So expect another tight matchup and one that comes down down to the wire. I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't touch it if I was if I was gambling, but 
because it's going to be a good game. They have Purdue by six and a half points, but I feel oh wow yeah. that's a lot considering I feel it would come down to the wire. Mm-hmm. That might be a little high. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what goes down during that game. And good luck. And as well, we wish all of the uh, our college athletes to do well and all of our profile players who've been on the show we wish you guys you know good luck this season this this season and whoever's playing this weekend good luck to you guys especially considering we're getting close to thanksgiving break so hopefully the break will be a good time for you guys to relax um from the classroom and you know recoup through what's been a tough year 100 percent. and we'll be right back with more hoop jack guys we have coming up our one-on-one super profile with professional basketball player Ja'Kai Taylor. So stay tuned. Welcome back, Hoopjack fans. And today for our one-on-one Hooper profile is former Murray State and Queens University college men's basketball player, as well as former Capital City Go-Go G League member Ja'Kai Taylor. Ja'Kai, it's good to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, Chris. I really appreciate that. No problem. It's good to have a valuable member of, you know, basketball, the world of basketball player, you know, on the show. Looking forward to hearing you, man. So growing up in Waukegan, Illinois, correct? Yeah, yeah, Waukegan. So what was kind of the basketball culture like around not just Waukegan, but kind of also that surrounding area in Illinois? Uh, in that area, Illinois, uh, you call it we call it Lake County area. Basketball is really like a, a huge thing, and uh, it's one of the main attracting things to like the the town of Waukegan and just the the count the 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 county in general. Um, so the the basketball culture there is really big. Um, there's a ton of talent. Um, you know, a ton a ton of guys that's really good at basketball. But I, the only thing that just kind of you know hold guys back is getting that exposure that you know almost every athlete needs to like get to the next level. So that's probably the only thing that kind of hinders a few players, even including myself. At one point in time, in my career was just you know you don't get that the spotlight shined on you as much as uh, as someone who's probably playing ball somewhere and um maybe like a state that gets a lot of exposure and there's always cameras around. So, but it's a but great, you, great hoop culture there. Yeah. But you were able to also make a name for yourself, even with, you know, just a small town as it is, or even a small County, you were still able to produce a quality game, correct? Oh yes, 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 yes. And you uh, actually, and you went to Waukee, Waukegan high school. Uh, what was that kind of, competition like playing not only at Waukegan but kind of the schools that you got to play against uh the competition at Waukegan High School when uh at my time when I was there uh we were in a really really tough um uh league conference um so pretty much every night we was going against some really good guys and uh really good coaching and you know so it it, pretty much every night was kind of like a dog fight um and you know we just prepared our best for it. I prepared my best for it. Um, but it was it was definitely a tough conference and you know, if you if you gotta win in that conference, it's cause you work for it. So a lot of great basketball talent came through that conference you were in. Oh Made yeah, it ton, pretty competitive every night. Yeah, a ton. There's a ton ton of great basketball talent. Talent that's still playing professionally overseas. Uh, NBA, NBA G League, things like that. So there's there's a ton of talent that came from just that uh the conference alone. So so and that's good to hear that it helped you kind of grow your game into what you wanted to do for college, as well as um were you ever part of the AAU circuit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely was part of AAU circuit, and that 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 kind of helped me get uh that exposure that I needed. Uh, so bad. Uh, so just playing on that circuit and playing in front of coaches that the AU circuit definitely helps. Athletes, so uh, get what the team eyes on you? What team were you a part of? Uh, I was a part of a team called Team NOP, which stood for Next Level Performance, and I also played for a team called uh, Joy of the Game Rising Stars, and 
also a team in California called California Chaos, but now the name of that team is uh, California United. So uh, those three, those those were the three AU teams that I played on mainly. And what was what did it feel like being able to kind of travel and get to know that team and build a family like that, as well as travel to other parts of either Illinois or even other parts of the country to be able to play the kind of competition that you got to play against? It was really good. You um, At that age, you get an opportunity to see a little bit of the country that you don't usually see um, through the game of basketball. And um, also you get to make like a lot of, I met a lot of great people that I still talk to today. A lot of great coaches. Um, and you get to play against top com- competition that it, it forces your game um, to just rise up higher. So, you know, with the competition that you're playing, you're playing probably a guy that's top in the country or a top team in the country. So, you know, it only forces you to just become a, a better player, a better competitor. So it was, it was really good for me. It benefited me a lot. Um, just going on that circuit and uh, just getting getting those scouts and those college um, coaches' eyes on me. So it, it was it was a really fun experience. And also, you know, you, you can it's a lot of fun. You know, you would being with your AU teammates and things like that. So I really I enjoyed all of my AAU um, playing career. So it's good to hear that you were able to build some connections along the the way and still be in contact with those guys. Yes, to yes, kind of have that experience. And then finishing up your high school career, um, what were some of the uh, decisions that were wrapping through your mind? Because you declared for Murray State, correct? So before before I went to Murray State, I had I had, did a postgraduate year um, in Phoenix, Arizona at a, a, a prep school called Planet Athlete Academy before I, I um, went on to Murray State. And that was basically just to help me um, mature more as a basketball player and as a young man. And uh, I really took that time to really hone in on my on my, my skills and my game and try to expand my game and uh, just learn more and just focus more on just basketball for like a completely whole year. And it really helped me a lot. Uh, and I was able to play against some top competition, like, you know, those prep schools like Huntington Prep and um, mm-hmm. uh, just a ton of, ton of the, the top uh, prep schools and the top players who are now they're playing NBA. So it was it was really good for me to play against guys like that and uh, see where my game was and just work on things. And it, be, it benefited me a lot. It helped get more way more colleges that uh, that I like and where I was trying to go play at and uh, get those eyes on me, too. So. So it's good to hear that that academy gave you the opportunity to grow and then ultimately make your decision to go to Murray State. Yes. And for your time at Murray State, uh, you guys had a couple – you had a few good seasons. Uh, you made uh, the tournament in your sophomore year a good run. Uh, you met, You played West Virginia in the first round, came up short. But also that year, I believe you won the Ohio Valley Conference Championship versus Belmont, correct? Yes, yes, we did. So what was that feeling like being able to conquer the Ohio Valley Championship at that uh, time? That was, a, that was probably one of the, the top best feelings uh, in my entire life because I think that was the first time in my life I really experienced like being a, uh, a winner on uh, the, the big stage and it just it felt really it felt really good, uh, and, and of course the group of guys I played with uh, at Murray State they were a really good group of guys, and we we grind our butts off every day in the gym, uh, and we really we really honed in on you know the culture and what we stood for, and, and we and we knew what we were trying to get out of that season, so um, it was a it was just a great experience, uh, great great people, good great basketball. And uh, we were we were able to go to the NCAA tournament and make a and make a try to make a run, you know. And it was just it was just great because you know most teams don't most teams, let alone are just players individually, never get a chance to experience the NCAA uh, March Madness tournament. So just being able to have that experience under my belt 
you know, I really pride myself off that. Right. And like you said, you had a great group of guys, you know, that great run that you guys had. You actually got the opportunity your sophomore year um, to play with incoming with freshman John Morant at the time. So, but along with that group of guys, you know, what was it like kind of being how close you were during that time, especially that, that, um, that season you guys were, I believe at that later run, you guys were making waves and, you know, reaching that pinnacle feeling. But in your mind, how did that feel to kind of reach as a team that kind of accomplishment to kind of finally be recognized as a legitimate contender? Uh, it was, it was a good feeling in, in the, the, the big, the big um, thing that played into that whole season was uh, our team chemistry. Um, and I, I still think to this day, it was probably, it was probably one of the, if not one of the closest teams I've ever played on in my entire uh, basketball career. Cause we pretty much was around each other all the time. And we always included each other in anything we did. And we, whether it was going to a party or it was just us going to hang out or just meet up at the cafeteria that team, that team was really close, and everybody, everybody really liked each other. So it was like, it wasn't hard for us to click on the court and uh, understand our roles, and understand how can we help this player, you know, be the best he can be, and you know, help each other try to maximize our potential, and just you know, also maximize the opportunity that we got every day just to compete and practice. So uh, a lot, a lot of that season had to do with just straight chemistry, just guys, just clicking and we all really liked each other we all was genuine um and it was and it you saw it, it led us to winning the uh, ohio valley conference championship and yeah, it gave us the opportunity to go to the march madness tournament and then after that season uh you decided to go to kind of part ways with murray state and decided to transfer to queen's university uh correct yes yes so I know that must have been a hard decision, um, but what kind of was the process that you made to land at Queens University? Uh, the the thing that led me to Queens University, uh, I just I felt like it was a time in my college career where I, I felt uh, I think it was it was time for me to go um, just be on the court more and be able to sh- showcase more of what I can do and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Murray State, they, we were doing a, a fantastic job uh, with the recruiting and things like that. And I just kind of felt like it was my time for just to just to leave and just go to a school where I can just, you know, be on the court more and showcase more of what I can do. So it was just a matter of me just, you know, going somewhere else, getting more playing time. But, uh, of course, it was a hard decision for me to leave Murray State at the, at the time because – uh, you know, I was uh, I've been at the school for two years, so it was like I felt like I was gonna be there, like I was gonna graduate from Murray State. That's you know, that's where I was gonna be. But um, I still have a tremendous amount of love for everybody at Race Nation, and um, I still talk to guys that I played with on the team, um, and uh, the coaches too, time time and time again. So it was just really just a decision. That I think that was just uh, individually, it was just best for me to make for myself. So. I just uh made that made the move just to uh, go to Queens. And then you spent the last two uh 2019 and 20 season there as well as you know you were playing at a time when uh, I think your your senior year especially when the pandemic hit. Yes, so yes, yes. How hard did it hit you kind of mentally as well as you know physically because we couldn't you couldn't be able to go out and I guess work out the way that you would have liked to, and a lot of ball players couldn't have weren't able to do a whole lot. So, but how were you able to conquer it uh, mentally and physically through those times? Um, when it first happened, it was really tough because I, I really didn't know how to handle it. Uh, I didn't at the time. I really didn't think nothing of the virus. I didn't think it was serious. I thought I thought it was just something that would just kind of just fly by after like a week or two. But once I figure out, it was getting more serious as time went on and this this virus like canceled like just college basketball in general and my in my senior year only thing that you know it kind of hurt me and sucks that I didn't get to finish off my senior year the way that 
you know, I wanted to go out. And uh, I felt like at the time our team had a lot of momentum and I feel like we had a chance to win the um, NCAA uh, D2 National Championship. And just not being able to get that opportunity uh, my senior year and just have it took away from me, it just – it was it was, it was was hard. It was just hard because it was almost like what's next. And, you know, uh, transitioning from, you know, college to – to your pro career, it was it was tough having that extra film that you may need it to send to a team, or um, not being able to walk the stage. You know, and your parents see that you walk the stage and you graduated college, and I'm not getting that experience that they've been waiting for ever since you stepped foot into college. It was just it was a lot going through my mind, but I think I think me just um, me just me just like just speaking to my family and I also had one of my close teammates from uh Queens. Uh he was my roommate named Van Turner Jr. Me and him just we always just kept speaking positive to each other and just, you know, kept make sure everybody make sure we was both straight and we weren't thinking negative and uh we just made sure that each other like like the like it's this is not gonna last too long and we'll be able to get back to doing what we love, you know, eventually. Right, and kind of we're still making progress. You know, a lot of things have been opening up, and in even though you had a short senior season in twenty twenty, you declared for the NBA draft and came up short. But then in two thousand twenty one, you were picked up by the Capital City Go Go's, which is the G League affiliate of the Wizards. What was kind of your feeling going through that being? picked by the G League. It was it was for me it was like a it was a woo side and it was like a it was just a big just clap to all the work that I've been putting in for over the years uh leading up to that and it was it was a really good feeling. I was with my family at the time. Um of course I was with my mom and she was crying tears and things like that. But you know it was it was a, it was a really like it was a really exciting feeling for me just being able just to like see um, a dream of mine come true, just becoming a professional basketball player. Um, so it was, it was, it was, it was a big deal to me. It was a big deal to everybody um, where I'm from. It was a big deal to you know all the all the all the coaches and trainers who have all helped me. So it was, it was something that I probably never forget. Oh, sorry, my bad. And uh, right now you kind of. And the unfortunate of, you know, I think Capital City made a big mistake in kind of letting you go because I've seen, you know, the work, all your mix, like the mixtapes that you have out there and the work that you put in, they, they're missing out. Um, but what are some of the possibilities uh, and kind of work that you want to lead up to next? What's your plans next as far as, you know, G League or even overseas? What's kind of the plan that you're thinking of? Uh, my plan is basically just, um, of course, I'm going to just keep staying positive and I'm going to keep uh, working on my game, improving every day, uh, trying not to think about, you know, what had occurred in the past because, uh, you know, sometimes things are out of your control and, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to just keep your head high and just keep pushing. Um, but, you know, I, I plan on I plan on joining um, or hopefully finding a, a new home with another NBA G League team, if not the Capital City Go-Go. Um, or, you know, I, I even if I'll take an opportunity to go play overseas, see the world, um, you know, and just uh, get my career started. I, I know exactly where I'm trying to get to, and I, I'm, I'm more than positive and confident that I'll get to it. As long as I just stay the course, uh, keep improving, keep getting better, keep – uh, seeking knowledge and you know keep being a good 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 character and a, a good guy because um, you know that's just who I am genuinely and um, I'm sure I'm sure I'm more than I'm more than sure everything will fall into place for me. I like the positivity that you kind of bring. Like you just it it it, it puts a smile on my face knowing like you're just you're the positivity. I love it, man. I love you know you just working hard and. You make it, you know, you know what you want. Yeah, love it. Definitely. Uh, and before we kind of get to, you know, the last part of the segment, uh, I actually wanted to talk about some of the 
brands that you work with. Um, for instance, Boosted Biz. Uh, I think it's is it the Gold or the GLD shop? I Uh, believe. it's it's called Shop God. Shop GLD and also Jewelry Candles, I believe. Yes, yeah. So uh, the first one I wanted to talk about was Boosted Biz, and what what got what came to your mind when you thought of Turbo? Uh, so so Turbo is um, it was a nickname pretty much given to me. It started off as uh, it's my Xbox gamer tag, and it was uh, my Xbox gamer tag was J Turbo twenty three, and uh. You know, this 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 was given to me ways back when I was uh in high school. My cousin and my uh one of my uh, close friends they just joked around, just started calling me J Turbo, and I just took the J off, and I just started calling myself Turbo. And and most people don't even know uh the the meaning of Turbo is um the T stands for toughness, the uh, the U stands for underdog, the R stands for relentless. The B stands for believer and the O stands for optimistic. And I feel like all those words really just represent me and, and, and how I look at myself, how I look at life, how I try to approach everything that I do. And uh, turbo, turbo, just, it just, it just sticks. It just, it's me. It's, it's just me. And I just, I just run, run with it because, um, you know, I think, I think all the, all those, all the men for each word and, that that's just me and i just think it just represents somebody that's just somebody who just persistent and just push through adversity every single time it comes just keep pushing and keep pushing and you know you know there's times where i can i can just i can sit down i can just i can just be sad but at the end of the day i know if i keep pushing i keep being positive uh, i keep i keep doing good and being a good person everything everything will fall right into place love it, man. I love, you know, the acronym. I love the name, you know, Turbo. It just, it's you. It's all the way you. I love it. Yeah. And um, like I said, you also have, you know, the shop GLD, which is uh, an accessory shop. Mainly it's working with chains, right? Yeah, yeah. Chains, jewelry, earrings, bracelets, things of that sort. And then also checked out Jewelry Candles. You kind of want What's the story behind Jewelry Candles? Uh, so Jewelry Candles, uh, they reached out to me um, on Instagram. Uh, most people don't know it, but I have a I have a pretty huge TikTok following. Um, I have about I have about I have about one point six million plus followers on on um, TikTok. Um, nice. So you know, many brands they reached to me. They reached to me through there. And uh, Julia Candle, they just they sent me a candle, and it was a really really cool candle. That um, you know, you light the candle, it smells extremely good. And once it melts, there's it was actually a prize inside of it. That's why it's called it, it called the jewelry jewelry cash candle, and it actually had um, it had it had money inside and also a two dollar bill. And I thought that was really cool because I'd never seen that before. So. Um, It's a pretty pretty cool website. Their all the candles smell really really good, um, and there's also a prize inside a candle. So you'll probably buy a candle, and you might end up with some money or a two dollar bill or both. So um, it's it's a uh, it's a really cool website. I like it a lot. So it's good to hear that you kind of use your uh, platform and as well as your voice to not only have promote the shop GLD and jewelry candles, but even your name brand Turbo and just the acronym of Turbo and what it means and everything. It it means a lot to have that live that life in that lifestyle that you want to live. Yeah, And definitely. uh, my last question, and I love asking this question because every, every hooper that I've asked, has a different answer. Um, what advice would you give to a high school hooper wanting to play at the college level? Uh, the best advice I would give to a high school hooper that wants to play at college level, uh, I, I would tell them to, um, I would tell them to get get used to, um, get used to having a schedule, a routine. And, you know, once you get to college, it's a, it, it truly is a grind, not only um, academically, but uh, whatever sport you choose, whether it's basketball or anything like that. And, you know, if you, you, you get what you, you get what you put into it.
you get out what you put into it. And I would tell them, um, when you go into college, you know, be yourself. Cause many people that go into college and they may lose themselves or they may get influenced by the wrong person. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to have thicker skin and it's okay to say no to certain things if that's not truly who you are. And, you know, you don't have to do this to be cool. You don't have to do that to be cool. It's 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 actually pretty cool when somebody is being themselves all the way 100. percent And you no, know, that's how I was in college. And uh, people sense that. People sense the the genuine in you. And you know, if you're if you're if you're a basketball player that don't do this like this basketball player, then you know don't do it. But you know, definitely give it your all. Make connections. Uh, be that guy that talks to regular students. Um, because you know. You want to you you want you want to be a likable guy. You don't you don't want to be a guy that just he only mingles with the basketball crowd. You want to show that you're you're actually you're actually human. You can you can you're somebody that somebody can approach. They can speak to, you know, and um, just you know just enjoy the whole experience of college and you know work your butt off. So that's 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 why I tell a college hooper and, and definitely make sure you hone in on your um grades and you know take the academic. Academic series, um, you know, you do all you do all those things. You should have a phenomenal basketball career, academic career, you know, off campus life, all that. So that's definitely what I would tell a high school hooper. That's some great advice, man. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. And again, I want to thank you, Jakai, for coming on to the show. Uh, loved hearing your story. Loved, you know, the journey that you have been on and are continuing to go. I wish you the best of luck moving forward. I hope, you know, everything works out for you, whether it's through the G League or even overseas, man. I'm wishing you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate you having me on Hoop Jack. Uh, this is this is a phenomenal thing that you're doing. Uh, I hope I hope this blows up in the near next few months. Um, you know, uh, this is really unique and, um, I'll keep, I'll keep pushing. I'll keep it rolling. I keep staying positive. Uh, you know, if there's anything I can do to, you know, help get your name out there, I'm more than willing to do. Hey man, thanks so much. And uh, guys, make sure to not check, uh, Jakai out on Insta on Instagram, uh, his merch line through boosted biz turbo, as well as his work with the shop GLD and jewelry candles. Also, uh, Jakai, what what's your uh TikTok handle so that the people can check it out? Uh, they can follow me at TikTok. Um, I mean on TikTok at JT twenty three hooping, which is JT two three H O O P I N, and uh, I have all different type of content on there, not just basketball, but you know I have storylines on there, basketball, even little, little videos that I do myself. So uh, you can follow me there for more content. Um, you know, and pretty much. That's pretty much my ad name for all my socials. So uh, if you want to, you know, give me a follow. And uh, that's very much appreciated. All right, man. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Looking forward to seeing uh, what happens to you for your career. Of course. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on. No problem. We'll be right back with more Hoop Jack, guys. So stay tuned. And welcome back, guys. I would like to thank Ja'Kai Taylor for coming on to the show. I wish him the best of luck seeing which team he gets to, whether it's with the G League or overseas. And guys, make sure to check out his brands with Boosted Biz and his brand Turbo, the Shop GLD for all your uh, jewelry merchandise, as well as jewelry candles where they have the most amazing scents. And there's even a prize when you look for inside, look inside the candle. So make sure to check them out. All the links will be put on the post and all the links are as well are on his page. So make sure to go check it out. So now we have our little fun segment and Connor, this is the first time you're actually being a part of it. It's our little lost and found segment, our Dano's lost and found segment. I love so it. what we like to do is have a little fun where it brings us back to, you know, we both work high school teammates you know we always would lose stuff you know whether it was you know clothes a hat you know a tennis racket your wallet watch my wallet you know (laughs) i I have lost that a few times luckily we've likewise we found it um but 
a lot of sometimes you know things are lost and never found or finally you know by senior year you're like hey i lost this jacket my freshman year <laughs> and you finally found it oh, so it's, we it's like to do a little term. fun feeling so we like to do a little fun little lost and found segment with team whether teams that are in in the nba college or you know news in the basketball world and so for my first law part of the lost segment even though not related to the tv show guys but our lost little part for this segment is the nets the nets are looking a little lost right now um even though kevin durant is playing the best he can and the net and harden is doing his thing trying they're just they just don't look like the championship team. I mean, they had a big loss to the to the Warriors. They lost by how much was that game? Um, that was a, that was more than twenty points, I believe. It was ugly. It was Tuesday night. It was Warriors one seventeen, Nets ninety nine. So the fact that they didn't get to hundred, so they lost by eighteen points yeah. to a really strong. And they were a strong Warriors team, but. This matchup you could take as a precursor to what the finals could be this year. Yeah. And the Warriors just look too strong for this Nets team. And without a and without Kyrie, it, it hurts them because they're missing that, you know, double double they'll get with assists and points. Mm-hmm. So what'll happen if it would the Nets do you think the Nets could still do it without Kyrie? Or are they in kind of early panic mode? I I think I think the Brooklyn Nets will be fine. You, obviously, you got Candy Stroke, Kevin Durant over there. He's a bad man, and then James Harden's gonna play play better and better. Um, and then they still got guys like uh, th- is uh, is Bruce Brown still on that team? I believe is he, he is. Yeah, Bruce he's Brown is still on team. Explosive and Joe, Joe Harris is doing good with that team as well. Yeah, Joey buckets. Yeah, so. I, I like those guys. They're, they're, like I said, those are the kind of guys that come in and give you very, very solid minutes. And then you, you got your stars. And uh, Blake Griffin, obviously, will pass his prime, but guy can still play some basketball. So definitely, I don't think the Nets are in any peril at this time, even without the exceptional player that is Kyrie Irving. But, I do feel like they will be found. It's just right now they're just looking a little lost, especially yeah. after that one. Yeah, and that's a tough. That's a tough loss to come out of, considering, you know, the caliber that they normally play. And they do have a game tonight mm-hmm. against the Magic, but Kate, Kevin Durant's not playing. He's hurt. So this will be a good test to see can the Nets beat a underwhelming Magic team. Yes. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. So who who in your opinion is lost right now? Yeah, so I'm gonna go straight to the the New York basketball Knicks. Uh, just pretty pretty average, mediocre start thus far, and they were a team I really liked last year. I rode them even when they they, they kind of fell apart against the Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs. I was I was I was a big Knicks guy, and I I just love that they woke up that city again. MSG was rocking. Jay Randall's my guy. D Rose playing playing like every game since last game. Um, I think they got a little greedy with that because you know after one game they're like, let's get the Nets and like you only won one game and you lose the next four. Yeah, yeah. They they um I remember that series very well because I. Lost or actually won some money on that on that series. I, I picked the games, the right games to go. But this year, I'm looking at the team, and we've already got two losses to the that Orlando Magic team that is abysmal to say the least. Just a just a pretty poor basketball team. I mean, you got to look at the players on that Magic team. They're young, but they're yeah. trying. I mean, you got Franz Wagner, Mo Bamba, Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs. Yeah. They're trying, but it's still not a what I feel uh, the Knicks could be. I agree, what who I the agree. Knicks are. Yeah, I just yeah when when people say the Orlando Magic, I just I just kind of laugh a little. It, it, They're not just, the Shaq and Penny Orlando Magic. They're the not, or Jameer Nelson, Dwight Howard, or Hito Turgaloo. You no, know, those were but, the days. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly, but yeah, the, the New York Knicks. They will be found just because they got they got some dogs on that team. 
But right now I'm watching Franz Wagner throw down, you know, vicious dunks over RJ Barrett, and I'm just shaking my head a little because I know this team can uh, can be a like I said, I think a top four team in the East. So mm-hmm. let's see them let's see them get found soon, please. Right. And some of the teams who are found, I think right now the Suns, you know, after taking a hard loss in the finals, you know, they want to get back. And CP3 is playing like, you know, he wants to get back there. Devin, that that team's trying, you know, they're doing the best that they can to get back to that spot. And I feel if any team in the West, other than the Warriors, they have a really good shot. Like mm-hmm. I can see a Suns Warriors Western Conference Finals that could go to seven games, because yeah, Chris Paul them. is hungry after his first ever Finals appearance. Yeah, yeah, that was devastating too. So to see them come out to an eleven three start was pretty impressive. After you know, no hangover from that brutal final or uh, yeah, Finals loss. So and I believe the last time that they had a great start like that, Steve Nash was a player for the Suns. So that dude was something else. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep it up. And considering the fact that, you know, DeAndre is not the leading rebounder on the team, (laughs) we'll have to see where it goes. That's comical. Yeah. So who, who in your mind has been found lately? Yeah. So, um, it's fine. I, I, uh, I'm looking at, I wouldn't say as a team, but just a, a guy that, I found that he was that he's been found is is uh, Paul George just for the Clippers. I I really like watching him play, so I've been watching the Clippers play. I, I, they're off to you know a fine start. They're nine and six. Obviously, I think they'll have a good season again. But uh, Paul's he's he's pouring the points and and he just looks like the Paul George I saw you know the playoff P in Indiana a little bit. Uh, and that guy was he was dunking on LeBron James off uh, off a rip through. So, and with Kawhi out, he's taking he, more of the load than he ex- has. But. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, he's had to step up, and I think he has, which has been good to see because I really like his game. And so, when you you think about when Kawhi comes back, that team's going to be, you know, they're going to be like like they were last year, except maybe they can hold it all together this time. So, right. But we'll have to wait and see. So, exactly. All right, guys. So, that's been our little Dano's Lost and Found segment. And, guys, make sure to go check out uh, Dano's seasoning. Great seasoning, great taste. Make sure to use code HoopJack at your purchase. And now we've reached the end of the show where it's our little, you know, mindful moment where you kind of look back and reflect on things that have been going on and seeing, you know, how everything's been going. And, uh, Mine's a, bit, mine's a little uh, interesting because I actually have a quote from the great, you know, Muggsy Bogues, where he was an it talked about his, he had, quote, I just want to give everybody hope that this game is meant for whoever has the ability to play the game of basketball. And remember, Muggsy Bogues was one of the shortest players in NBA history. Yeah. Oh, that guy was. He was a dog for the Hornets. And he played his heart out for that city and for the league. And I think we can all take the fact that it doesn't matter how big you are, how short you are, how skinny you are, how bi- and you know wide you are. You have a chance to you know play any form of sport as long as you give your heart out and you just make that effort, no matter what. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. So. uh Connor, what's what's been on your mind? What's what have you been going through? Um, so really, right now, uh, one thing I, I think you you mentioned it too. Just uh, I have been, you know, I, being both being former athletes ourselves, I've been thinking about all those playing college sports right now, and especially what they've had to go through over the past you know couple of years now, almost with uh, the circumstances of the pandemic and and just uh, how that's affected a lot of programs. And so similar to what you said along those same lines, it's about having the opportunity to do what you love with people that you love doing it with, um, playing playing each day, you know, going out there and proving in whichever sport 
whichever team you're a part of and just seizing that moment and especially right now i'm just like you said praying for all the athletes you know ha- have have how everything's been so tough lately i just want to make want them to enjoy the moment and continue to see things get back to kind of back to normal and and with this thanksgiving break we can be thankful that things are progressing and everybody's going to be uh having this opportunity to to grow and to like i said improve every day and hopefully we're going to see some great exceptional play and like in the basketball world but in in whatever sport you're a part of so yeah just like i said being this a this a sports oriented show thinking about the uh the athletes that a lot of them lost opportunities but to the ones that have it right now don't take it for granted and and like i said enjoy couldn't have said it better myself man so all right um I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen. I also want to thank Connor. You know, it's been a while, but I'm glad to have you on the show. You're welcome back anytime. You know, it's good to talk, you know, shop with you. You know, you you know your stuff. And guys, you know, we enjoy having, you know, I also enjoy having people who have been close to me in my life, whether it's through sports, you know, family, close friends that I've known since high school, just, you know, always showing the love back and connor i want to thank you again for taking the time man coming on the show it's a huge honor time always much love and much respect to you all right and guys make sure to go check out our page at underscore jack underscore make sure to if you want to donate anything to the cause make sure to check out our link tree as well as you know keep listening we're here to have fun we're here to do much and there will be announcement next month our next show on monday so stay in tune for that regarding the thanksgiving break so be on the lookout as well as i hope everyone has a great weekend uh spend time with your loved ones as much as you can uh you don't know what you could be missing out on and remember don't be a bystander be a hooper and keep balling peace